0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. As we mentioned yesterday on the show, it appears that a phase one trade deal between the United States and China would roll back some of the tariffs that each country has placed on each other. While an agreement is not finalized, it appears that work continues to find a suitable venue to hold the ceremony. It was to have taken place at a summit in Chile, but that was cancelled due to other issues. Now, reports say the signing could take place in December in London. But again, there are still elements of the deal that need to be worked out. Brett Decker is a former editor of The Wall Street Journal, New York Times bestselling author of Bowing to Beijing. He's also a professor of business at Defiance College in Ohio, and he joins us now. Brett, welcome. Dan, hi. Great to be on. Thank you. So uh, give us a sense of where you think we are with the negotiations itself. Are we fairly close to at least phase one being completed?
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of times, like, the business news gets a little excited, especially in a case like this, you start to worry about – Uh, the news getting ahead of the reality in a complicated negotiation. I think the positive factor we have involved now is both sides really have reasons to need a deal. President Trump um, is under increasing pressure with um, impeachment, worrying about the election. So this could give some good news, maybe give an economic boost uh, to swing states like Iowa and the Midwest. And for China, President Xi, this is the worst economy they've had in 30 years, and he's really sweating it out. The IMF, uh, the IMF last week, in the last few days, um, downgraded. They thought that they predicted their economy is going to drop uh, even more next year. So China really needs a deal. So I think these are positive factors um, in play to favor a deal. I think, as you mentioned, uh, the, the summit in Chile getting pushed off, um, that has a lot of people worried because that had healthy pressure on getting a deal done before both leaders would be there. They were going to plan to sign it there. So they had to hurry up and get some details done that getting taken off the table um takes away that forced deadline and i know uh, some negotiators i've talked about are a little worried about um having this open end uh uh again so but i think the I think both leaders are motivated at this point for their own political reasons.
0: And I mentioned this potential issue in the White House right now uh, over tariffs of whether or not to repeal them or not. Uh, we Apparently, the reports are Larry Kedlow uh, who is in belief of, of that they will be rolled back. Peter Navarro is not in that camp, at least right now. Uh, where do you think we are on the issue of tariffs and potentially rolling them back?
1: Yeah, you know, there's another issue um, that that people are arguing about in the White House is right now there's this clause that um, automatically, right, China breaks a lot of deals that they enter into. So White House officials are also, um, one thing President Trump wants and, and our trade negotiator Lighthizer wants is an automatic snapback provision. So if China doesn't hold up its end of the deal, tariffs are automatically reinstituted. So a lot of people in the White House are arguing over that provision. I think right now, um, the two camps, I think President Trump wants a deal, so I think he can uh, intervene on his warring camps. Um, I think how much of a deal is also a question. So um, On the plate right now are about $375 billion in tariffs. Um, China wants their other tariffs, about 150 billion, about to um, uh, be instituted in December. So, those would be added in, so you're talking about a, over half a trillion dollars in tariffs. Um, a lot of people in the White House want those rolled back and maybe do half of that deal mm-hmm. um, I, I and I think that's where we are i think um i think I think right now there's there's a general consensus though. Um, that President Trump needs something politically uh, to to
0: promote right now. Right. And I think that's a that's a big question that uh, that is we're seeing play out right now is that with the even with the state of the economy, we're heading into 2020 and that's when really we're going to get into the grind of the election. And I think a lot of people believe that it would be good for President Trump if he was able to complete a portion of this trade deal here in the next couple of months.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it even comes out into play in where these negotiations, as you uh, introduced in the beginning of the segment, where to sign the deal. President Trump is pushing really hard to sign the deal in Iowa, right? There's a lot of pressure on farmers because of the tariffs. Uh, One of the main stipulations that's being negotiated is trying to get China to buy more U.S. agricultural goods. Well, if Trump really, really, really wants it in Iowa, that gives President Xi a negotiating point, right? He can say – Okay, I wanted to do it in London or Brazil or Switzerland. Mm-hmm. If you really want it in Iowa, that's fine. But put, you know, put more on the table on your end, and and I, I think right now there's there's a, you know there's a healthy advantage. Both sides um, have a lot to gain. Um, I think the danger is both sides think they have the competitive advantage in the negotiations and are dig- still digging in their heels a bit, and that's what we have to get around.
0: So taking the tariffs aw- off the plate for a second, when you look at what could potentially be in a, in a phase one deal, what are the areas you think are the most important?
1: Yeah, You know, on the U.S. side, um, China, right, it, it, it's sort of uh, China's notorious for if U.S. companies and firms want entry into the Chinese market, you basically sign away all your intellectual property rights. So that's at the top of the agenda for us. Um, Also, uh, as as far as like mobile tech, uh, different provisions as far as uh, spying going on, how to prevent that. Um, President Trump, um, even from from his days as a candidate, uh, an issue that's important for him are restrictions and limitations on how China can manipulate its currency. So those are some of the big ones. Um, I think right now, another one we're pushing, and China has said that's not on the table in this round, um, are uh, heavy, heavy uh, government subsidies from Beijing to state-owned companies. Uh, the U.S. is trying to say, look, you need to you need to draw back on, on those subsidies. And China saying, hey, we're punting that until round two.
0: What about the issues around fentanyl? Because that has been has hasn't been talked about as much lately, but it is certainly one of the issues. I think that the White House would like to see China move uh, and have a heavier hand on, especially within their own borders.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic question. I think as far as this first round, um, it's it's not really involved, and uh, it, it, a lot of the thorny, complicated issues, and the ones both sides don't really want to get into, are being punted. So I think that's one of them. Um, uh, President Trump likes to use that, especially it's a right, it's a very visceral rhetorical point. Um, China isn't really engaging on that one, so. These issues that maybe don't have a resolution or don't have an easy solution, both sides are saying, hey, let's kick that to phase two whenever or if phase two ever happens.
0: But they, but they still need to be topics that that need to be on the agenda at some point to, because I think it's it, – as we move down the road, President Trump wants to make sure that he addresses as much as possible in this, correct?
1: Yeah, and, and if you look at the slate right now, the, the number of issues the U.S. is bringing up are, are – um, very serious and also very numerous. Um, China is both, mostly saying their, their requests are very simple. We want to get rid of these tariffs. So it's the horse trading is how many uh, of these issues will they address uh, for how many billions of dollars that we roll back and, and, and how quickly. Um, China is basically saying um, on their retaliatory tariffs, um, they will roll back uh, an equal dollar amount for everything we roll back. So they're not even fighting over that it's the all these other issues intellectual property um uh production of of uh of these counterfeit drugs and things like that 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 are um uh, you know who get how how much are we going to get is is on the table.
0: Brett Decker uh, joining us as we talk about the uh, update on the U.S. China trade negotiations. You're listening to Wharton Business Daily here on SiriusXM XM 132. The intellectual property part of this, Brett, is obviously very very important. Not only just the businesses having ac- a- uh, a- access, I should say, to uh, to China, but just. Having to be able to, forward, uh, to push over uh, some of their content as they want to go into the country is a significant issue.
1: Yeah, you know, Dan, you, you, you probably talked to a lot of people, too. A lot of U.S. businesses are sour on China now. There is sort of this this holy grail of the Chinese market, right? This idea that their middle class would be 600 $700 million. Um, it's, it's less than half of that, probably. But... I think what also hurts is their cons- their consumer market isn't nearly as large as ours. It's less. It's probably a third or less of their economy. So a lot of American businesses they they are vulnerable to their technology uh, to technology transfer when they go over there. They have limited property rights, even when they invest large uh, a large uh, financial commitment to facilities. But there also a lot of companies aren't making the financial profits they thought they were. Uh, one example, uh, General Motors spent an enormous amount of money to try to get uh, a larger part of the Chinese market and they, I mean they're losing money in China. So a lot of people aren't seeing that the investment is worthwhile. I think China knows that and they're worried about uh, a bit of a softening uh, of investment as well. So you know how this plays out in the trade deal, China needs to sweeten the deal a little bit and make uh, give some confidence to investors that it's not a losing game over there uh, in the Middle Kingdom.
0: You should note, uh, Brett, now seeing some reports that President Trump has come out and said that he has not agreed to roll back tariffs, at, at least for the moment. So I guess at least for now, the president has made his statement. I, I think it's still kind of a wait and see situation to see how these final uh, few days of the trade negotiations go to see whether or not there will be a rollback of tariffs.
1: Yes, you notice all the last couple of days, all this uh, push of, of media stories about it. It's all based on Comments put out by uh, co- uh, commerce officials in China. So the White House already said, "Look, we're not making any announcements yet. This is right. still a deal in, in, in progress." So um, you know, and, and that's part of the negotiating game too, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and he, all, he apparently has also said that the, that when it is done, the deal is going to be signed here in the U.S. So all of this conversation about London or other locations, I think we can put that put that to bed at least for now. Uh, that he has said that so.
1: Yeah, I think I think President Trump would give a pretty good uh, deal to do it in somewhere like Iowa. Someone mentioned Alaska. That doesn't make as much sense to me. Yeah, uh, The one thing that made in- London interesting, Boris Johnson, the prime minister in the UK, re- was really pushing London. As we know, President Trump likes Boris. So yeah. uh, to me, that, that, that made it interesting. But I think Trump really wants a win here, and he really wants a, a visual and rhetorical and symbolic win. And, and signing a deal here, I think, could be one. And I think she... Uh, would play ball with that if, if he got something good in
0: return. How important, though, is it? And, and one of the the areas that has been focused on during this, this trade war has been uh, the farmers in, in middle America. And you mentioned he'd love to do, you know, potentially a signing in Iowa. Those are, those are the people that voted for him three years ago, and, and those are the people he is going to need to have if he wants to win reelection coming up next year. But these are also the people that have been significantly hit hard by the trade war.
1: Yeah. You know, the, the people's position on, on, on tariffs and trade sanctions, they play out really interestingly. So a lot of the farmers, like, look, these 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 uh, these tariffs are hurting us. But also recent polling in the last couple of weeks have shown um, in these farm states and a lot of these swing states, uh, there's still high uh, uh, over-majority support for some of the, the trade policies. And also Trump is stronger there than in, in some of the other regions of the country that he won. So it's a little conflicted on how much pressure he's getting getting out of that. You know, I, he's uh, um, I think I think if he gets it done, the timing is pretty interesting right now. Um, right. He's a bit of a showman. Uh, he also has a pretty good sense of timing. You know, if this draws out into January, or February, I wouldn't be that surprised. And that just makes it even more timely for the election. Uh, most people think it's going to get done in December. I'm not I'm not that convinced. I think uh if it, if it is drawn out a couple more months, that might even be uh, more useful for the president politically.
0: Brett Decker joining us here on the show. Brett, thanks very much. Brett, former editor at The Wall Street Journal, also New York Times bestselling author of the book Bowing to Beijing and a professor of business at Defiance College in Ohio. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.